welcome to the College Basketball Bros, the podcast that's all hoops all the time. And now, here are your hosts, Michael, Ryan, and Trey Newman. Welcome to the College Basketball Bros podcast. I am Michael Newman, and I'm joined by the brother who played high school basketball. Ah, that is true. I did. That's me, Ryan Newman. And by the other brother, who has a wet jumper. I really do have a wet jumper. <laughs> That's Trey Newman. <laughs> Some reason it's Michael, you, you were you were um, a uh, a tenacious defender. Oh well, thank yeah. you. I appreciate yeah. that. That's just another way of saying I couldn't shoot. <laughs> no, you 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 were great. Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. Trey, some for yeah. some reason wet jumper sounded weirder coming out of your mouth, but I don't I don't know why. <laughs> we'll just we'll move on. We'll move on. Let's just let's this off to a rocky start, but uh before we start talking March Madness with our our very first guest, uh Ryan, why don't you tell everyone about our bracket group? Yeah, we're doing uh the uh, ESPN tournament challenge. Um the winner it gets a, uh, a the prestigious College Football Bros T-shirt. Um, so to sign up, the league name is College Basketball Bros with spaces between uh, the words there, and you can find links to that on uh, our Twitter at CFB Bros, um, on our Instagram at College Football Bros, and of course uh, on Facebook, facebook.com slash College Football Bros. All right, so. Let's not waste any time. Let's get right into our interview uh, that we recorded with a college basketball expert. All right. We are now joined by the very first guest in podcast history. He is one third of the Three Man Weave College Basketball Podcast and 3 man weavecom You can also find his work on SI.com. His name is Jim Root. Jim, thanks for coming on the show. I'm psyched to be here, guys. You know, the, the debut guest appearance is some serious pressure, but I'm gonna do <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna do the best I can. We'll we'll all give you grades afterwards. We'll we'll grade on a curve, but there's no one to compare it to, so I, I like your chances. Yeah, give me grade inflation. I, I need that A. <laughs> no, no, no problem. Um all right, we'll start off with a softball here. So we are recording this the day after selection Sunday. Uh were there any big disagreements you had with with the committee yesterday? So I didn't, I didn't have anything that I thought was super egregious. Uh, I don't know how much you guys get into the weeds of bracketology, but quite a this bit. This is something I, okay. I'm, I'm a Creighton guy. So we were, we were hanging on by a thread there for like half the season. Okay. So you have some beef, understandably. <laughs> um, but I, I've been passionate about like breaking down the bracket and predicting it for over 10 years now. So I like kind of critiquing what the committee's done, whether I think they did it right. And, I thought they did a pretty good job. I, I was pumped to see Belmont included just kind of an olive branch to mid-majors. I think at some point that needs to be kind of a standard. Maybe just let one mid-major go to Dayton every year and take on whether it be Temple this year or Arizona State or something just to have them have a chance. I'm a big fan of that. Yeah, um, I had I had TCU and Indiana in. But I'm not really like upset that neither of those teams made it. I mean, sure. When you're in that area of the bubble, it's it's kind of all a mess, anyways. Yeah. It um, seems like everybody had TCU, and that was probably the biggest surprise that I, if I had to pick one. But yeah, I don't know if if you guys are familiar with the site bracketmatrix.com that kind of sure that, yeah that aggregates everything. I think TCU is in 182 of 195. 
And wow. it's, yeah. it's super rare that a team is in 90% of brackets and doesn't get in. So kind of kind of says the committee went with a little bit of a curveball there. Uh, one small gripe, and this is like minuscule bracketing gripes, but I'm going to get into the weeds just to, I don't know, maybe I'll sound like a huge nerd. <laughs> but they have Mon- Montana playing Michigan for the second straight year in the first round. Oh, and, yeah. And ordinarily, like, ah, oh, not a big deal, whatever. But it, it violates, like, an actual rule of bracketing that they have established that you try to avoid those if you can. And all they had to do was flip Montana and Bradley. And they're two 15 seeds. They're both in Des Moines. They're both playing on the same day. And it just kind of seems like a lack of attention to detail, which bugs me a little because their job is so hugely important for the sport. But I, I guess I'll let it go because it's not ultimately going to be a huge deal. Sure. Well, this is like, it was kind of one of the first years where you didn't have Billis, you know, crying on the airwaves about, uh, <laughs> about any major disagreements. So the committee at least got that right. Hey, Diggy V found something to cry about, as he always does. I feel like he's got he a always bullet- does. <laughs> <laughs> he's got a list of bullet points and he's like, all right, they checked off the first two, but I'm going to whine about number three. Yeah, of course. Well, Dickie V also went, uh, he took some chances with his bracket this year. I was impressed. Yeah, oh, I saw that. Gosh. Oh my, did he really? <laughs> all chalk. <laughs> no, he was one, two, one, two, one, two all the way. Oh man. I, I, I just finally filled out my bracket before we got on here because I've been writing all day and I took too many chances. We'll just say that. <laughs> eh, I like it. It's better than the alternative. Yeah. There's the so, teaser. So, so speaking of that, you know, over the years we've, we've had some Cinderella's like, Obviously, George Mason, VCU, Loyola Chicago, some some mid-majors, teams outside the Power Six making a big run. So this year, kind of looking outside of Gonzaga, of course, do you think um, who do you think has a ch- a, the best chance to make the Final Four uh, out of the non-Power Six? I think the standard ones you look at then are Wofford, Buffalo, and Nevada, just because they've kind of been the best of that group throughout the year. And from there, I kind of go by draw and... I thought Wofford probably got the best-ish of those three. I'm sorry, excuse me, Buffalo. Uh, Wofford's got to run into Kentucky in round two, and that's that's going to be tough, although their shooting can give them a problem. Uh, but Buffalo, I think, gets by the garbage of Johnny's or Arizona State in the second or in the first round just because those teams really uh, – I'm not real high on either of those coaches, and I think Nate Oates is a brilliant guy at Buffalo. So and then they get that that date with Texas Tech most likely in the second round and that's going to be a grind. But if they can get by there, they'll get a similar matchup with Michigan. Uh, and, and I just think they have athleticism that a lot of these mid-major teams don't really have. Uh, and you combine that with shooting, they've got a, a guy off the bench who's the three-time six-man of the year in the MAC, which tells you how good their starters <laughs> are. That that guy continues to come off the bench. Yeah. Uh, but I, I think they they could make a run. I'm afraid of them running into Gonzaga in the regional final, but uh, that is one I went on a limb on. I think I have Buffalo in the Elite Eight. Nice. All right. We get a little glimpse of one of your, uh, I guess, self-proclaimed crazy crazy predictions. Um, exactly. So- I, the problem is I fall in love with all the mid-majors throughout the year, and then I just pick them and they lose. <laughs> <laughs> I know. No, I think, and that's what I think people people love about your guys' podcast, though, is you're not just focused on on the power six. You, know, you, go, you go all the way to 300 and however many teams there are. Hey, we try. So. We've always joked about making a list and checking off every, throughout the year if we mention all 353 teams. That would be hard. Maybe we'll to finally do. do that next year. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, let's let's try to get to that in this interview. Uh, I don't think okay. we've brought up uh, Murray State. They've uh, that was one of the teams I feel like a lot of people were talking about when the brackets came out because 
You've got Ja Morant, of course, the big NBA prospect, going up against Marcus Howard of Marquette. And I actually, I haven't watched a ton of college basketball this season. So what can you tell me about, you know, those guys in particular and that matchup? I think what makes this one so fun is that the two studs going against each other play the same position. So it's not just like two draft prospects that won't guard each other. Like these guys probably will guard each other a decent amount of the game. Uh, Although Murray State has their conference defensive player of the year, Shaq Buchanan, who they'll probably throw at Howard somewhat. Um, that maybe that yeah may, probably maybe Marquette might throw that's what Sakar Anim he's got a little more size than Howard maybe they'll throw him at Morant I'm not sure what other Murray State's got but no that you and you're probably right uh basically both these guys are so huge on the offensive end that having them guard their counterpart on defense probably wears them down right true um, and the the big thing that's kind of riding with me here is, is Marcus Howard's left wrist he left the game in the Big East tournament final uh, and was really seemed to be in pain. He ended up coming back, but I think in the second half he was definitely limited by it. It was taped up, and he just didn't seem like he was the same guy. Uh, he's got a couple days for it to heal, but against a pretty good defensive team, a uh, team that can switch on the perimeter, they got three guards that are all pretty athletic. So I'm a little worried about that. I know my colleague Kai wrote this one up for SI.com and our best bets. And I think I agree with him. I think Murray State gets it done here. Wow. Um, it, it'll be a great game, though. Uh, probably fairly high scoring. Both teams are going to run. Both teams are going to shoot a lot. So yeah. I'm looking forward to that one. Well, it's better than his, his right hand being hurt. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> his right-handed, so. All right. <laughs> um, so it's moving on to the, the team that we have to talk about here, Duke. With a healthy Zion, well, presumably he played pretty fantastic in the ACC tournament. Um, Duke seems to be on another level when he's good. So, I mean, they're the heavy favorite to win it all. I mean, do you see any teams out there that can hang with Duke when they're firing on all cylinders? I, I hearken all the way back to November when we got that Gonzaga Duke Maui Invitational final. It was like, yeah, that was a good game. Yeah. Maybe the game of the year, just yep. two teams that are absolutely high level, both ends of the ball. Gonzaga can kind of stand up to them athletically. I mean, Brandon Clark is an insane athlete himself. Maybe not quite Zion level, but right. he, he and Rui can match up a little bit. Virginia and North Carolina have both given them pretty good games this year. Uh, Kentucky got just crushed on opening day, but I think they're a lot better than they were then. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, they are. They're playing a lot better. So those, those top-tier teams, I think, in a Final Four setting could be competitive, could be fun to watch. And just, just in the sake of being interesting and having a, a stronger opinion, uh, I think that second round, the UCF or VCU matchups are going to be big tests for, for Duke because both those teams can turn Duke into a jump shooting team. Mm. Uh, UCF obviously got... Tackle fall. Yep, seven foot six in the middle. It's hard to score in the lane there. Yeah, uh, VCU just switches everything. They've got a ton of wings that can, can kind of force you to... Uh, launch from the perimeter. They're both just excellent defensive teams. So I'm excited to see that because uh, if Duke is forced to, to only shoot from the perimeter, then they get a lot more vulnerable. All right. So you heard it here first. Jim has uh, Duke going out second round. It's <laughs> <laughs> quite anyway, a bracket you, you one, got going there. You want one more fun one. I don't have him going out second round, but I don't know how, I, how many people that listen to this are into gambling at all, but I go to Vegas every year for the first round and I will be betting on North Dakota State first to 15 points if North Dakota State ends up in that matchup just because all they do is bomb away threes. 
And if they get hot early and Duke's a little lethargic against a 16 seed, I think I think they could sneak out to like a 15 to 11 lead and everybody goes nuts. Love it. Great <laughs> tip bet. We love prop bets like that. That's awesome. You can you can get them plus plus 35 right now. So yeah, there that's, we go. that's not too bad either. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, we're moving on here. We got uh, a team last year that made a little bit of a run. K-State looks like they might be without Dean Wade with that injured foot. I mean, he, he might play. He could be limited. Not sure. But I mean, if if he's limited or he just can't go at all, I mean, do they still have what it takes to to make another Elite Eight run like they did last year? I think it lowers their ceiling. Uh, I I know Max Meyer for SI, who we work with, wrote this one up, and he asked about the uh, on off numbers for Dean Wade, and it was a little more stark than I had expected. I, I thought in my head, oh, they've been pretty good without him. It's not too bad if they lose him, but he's just kind of an offensive weapon that they don't really have without him. It's all defense. It's all grinding with with Barry Brown and Xavier Sneed and Kamal Stokes in the backcourt. They need to hit big shots late. And he just kind of separates uh, the front court, gives them some shooting. So it lowers the ceiling that the spread they're, they're, they've got against UC Irvine is only like five in the first round. So I think yeah. some people are already, Yeah, the Anders are tough. Yeah, awesome defensive team. So I, Yep. It doesn't really bode well for them. They've got another hot defensive team in that group too with with Oregon taking on Wisconsin. So right. I, I, I'm not sure how they get past Virginia without him. Sweet 16 is probably their ceiling to me. Sure. That makes sense to me. So I guess with teams like UC Irvine, uh, you know, you guys are familiar with um, the non-power conference teams, as we've mentioned on your podcast. And uh, so – Having said that, who have you watched that's a 13 seed or lower that could pull off that first round upset? Yeah, I think Irvine's the great uh, a great bridge there between the conversation and a little pivot point. But they, they could. They're not the one I'm picking, but I think they definitely could. I think Northeastern wins outright against Kansas. Ooh, wow. Um, yeah. Poor Bill Self. Yeah. The, the, I know. Well, hey, I'm, I'm a Mizzou grad, full disclosure. Oh. So <laughs> getting on call this by <laughs> You can call this bias if you want to. Um, <laughs> Makes sense now. <laughs> uh, but Kansas can't really shoot. They, they Without LeGerald Vick, and he's not returning to the roster, it's a lot of freshman guards. And I, j- I just don't know that the offensive ceiling is very high. And Northeastern is incredibly well coached. Bill Cohen is, has been a mainstay at that program for a while. And they were hurt a lot of the year. They had some people in and out of the lineup. And they finally got healthy for that conference tournament. And they looked like the team a lot of people, like myself, thought they'd be uh, at the beginning of the year. And so I think they're a little underseeded at 13. I think had they been healthy all year, they could be like an 11 type seed. So uh, I, I'm down in the Jayhawks and I'm high on Northeastern. So that's definitely my pick there. Uh, th- like I said earlier, I love all these mid-major teams. So I look at every game and I'm like, oh, yeah, Georgia State could win or Montana could <laughs> yeah, win. Yeah, of course. Why not? Uh, it, going a little lower, I think Yale uh, is a decent bet. Uh, as a 14 seed taken on three seed LSU. Uh, they play super fast, so this game's going to be a track meet. But uh, LSU's young. They turn the ball over probably too much, I'd say, for for a three seed. And their coach might not be on the sidelines. So yeah, exactly. That's kind of a big deal. <laughs> oh, I, I like all those. And, and I want to say that Northeastern pick. I like that. Cause you know, everyone's making a big deal of Kansas having the potential to play in Kansas city, but like, like you said, like I, they might not even make it there. So yeah. Oh yeah. It's no walk in the park getting by, getting by Northeastern. No. And then potentially Auburn after that. Who, so yeah. Yeah. Auburn tough. on an absolute tear right now. 
just took Tennessee to the woodshed on a neutral court. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that was impressive. Uh, all right. So we don't want to take up too much of your time. We know you got a lot of a lot of writing to do this week. Uh, we appreciate you coming on probably your, I'm assuming your busiest week of the year. Fellas, um, I got all the time in the world. You, you let me know what you need from me. <laughs> <laughs> appreciate it. Uh, but we'll close it out here with, uh, we're going to put you on the hot seat, something we do on this podcast a lot. Ask you a few rapid fire questions. Uh, you think you can handle it? My, my one condition is I get to turn the hot seat around on you guys as well. You have to give answers too. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. All right. Bring all it. Right. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> all right. First question. What is your best bet against the spread in the first round? I spoiled this a little bit by talking up Northeastern, but I, I'm all about them plus eight and a half. Uh, I'll be taking money line as well. Uh, I often call this the trifecta in Vegas where I bet on the over the money line and the spread. So I'm going Northeastern. What about you guys? Well, for me, I said it earlier. I'm going, uh, I guess, North Dakota State or whoever wins that game plus 35 against Duke. Because why not? It. And you figure yeah. Zion is not going to be playing more, much more than like 15 minutes in that game. So. Yeah, rest the starters, Coach K. You don't need them for that one. Yeah, give me a cover. Well, I'm kind of, you know, I, I like Wolford right now. They're minus three against Seton Hall. I don't think Seton Hall has enough firepower to kind of match up with the, sh- the hot shooting of Wofford. So I- I'm going to say I'm going to take Wofford there, minus minus three. And I'm so I'm I'm going Oregon. They're they're currently getting one now. I think against Wisconsin, and that's just. You know, they're the 12 seed facing Wisconsin and Oregon. I know the Pac-12 was so, so down, but you can't argue with what they did in the Pac-12 tournament, in particular against the one seed there, UW. They just smoked them. And Dana Altman, great coach. He's found a way to finally kind of work with these guys after losing Bull Bull early in the year. So I'm going to take the Ducks. I love that. Uh, they're they're red hot right now. I think they've covered eight straight games. And another bias I have is I grew up a Wisconsin fan, but I, I am... All in on Oregon winning that game, unfortunately. <laughs> I just want to hear. I wish we could have um, Bill Walton calling uh, Louis the King, as he calls him. I wish <laughs> he would be announcing the, the tournament. I was out. loving that Friday night watching that. <laughs> He's great. Uh, okay, uh, Ryan, you got a question for him? I do. So give us a player who the casual fan might not know about, but he could have a breakout tournament. All right. I had a hard time with this because I didn't know how 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 deep I should dive, how nerdy I should get. So I have two answers. Uh, I went with first Corey Davis from Houston. I'm really high on this Houston team. He's their star guard, uh, North Carolina and Kentucky in their region. But I still think the Cougars make a nice run and people kind of wake up to, to who Corey Davis is not really a pro prospect, but uh, I'm a big fan of his game. And then diving a little deeper, Dylan Windler from Belmont, We'll see him tomorrow night, Tuesday night. That'll be uh, against Temple in the first four in Dayton. He's just an absolute efficiency megastar in the Ohio Valley. I think he shot like 58, 48, 92 from the f- field three and free throw line. Uh, and so if they win a game, I think they also have a chance against Maryland uh, and, and make people fall in love with the mid-major at-large darling. Love it. Perfect. All right. Uh, final question. You know what everyone's waiting for. What's your your final four and your national title pick? Okay, so I did say my bracket got crazy, but that's more in the elite eight phase. Final four is a little chalky. I just think the top three teams, Duke, Virginia, and Gonzaga, are and have been head and shoulders above the rest of the the field this year. So I have three one seeds, which is something I pretty much never do, but 
I'm going with three one seeds in the final four, and then Houston out of the Ooh. out of the bottom right. I don't even know what the which region it is. No, that's East, I, that's maybe? what they should be called South. bottom right. That's that's the right way to go. Yeah, that's how I remember them in my head. It's like, oh, they're down there on my piece of paper. <laughs> exactly. Um, so yeah, I got Duke, Virginia, Gonzaga, Houston, the final four, and I'm sticking with my preseason national title pick at Virginia over Gonzaga. Part of me just doesn't want to take Duke. I realize how good they are, sadly. But yeah, uh, I'm also a bit. I've been all in on Tony Bennett this year, kind of the re- redemption tour after going down to UMBC by 20 last year. And I own futures tickets on both Virginia and Gonzaga, so a little bit of bias there. <laughs> I like that. That's, that's more important. I would I would love for that to be the title game. That that'd be a great one. I'd love for either of those teams to win. And if you trust Ken Palm, I mean that's that's what the most likely title game according to them. I think. Yeah, and maybe a little skewed had Zion stayed healthy. I think Duke might be up in that top two. But yeah, true. If those two teams played in the title game, I would just turn that turn my. TV on, watch that game, just grinning ear to ear the whole time because I couldn't lose. I love both the squads. <laughs> All right, well, guys, we we were going to do our uh, our final four picks later in the episode, but Jim's kind of turned around the hot seat on us. Why don't we do it now? All right. well, if you guys got them ready, yeah, I want to hear them. Yeah, I'll go first. Uh, so I've got I've got Duke, Virginia as well, and I love the Zags, but I'm going going with Michigan, and then my fourth team, I have Auburn. Ooh, just thought they were they've been playing crazy well lately um so i've got those four and then i've got virginia over duke in the championship just too good a story for for them to lose as a as a one seed last year and then yeah that's yeah, come back redemption after getting swept during the regular season too yeah all right uh i'll i'll go next here i got i actually have both michigan schools i got michigan versus michigan state so i think i'm saying sparty's gonna gonna beat the dukies there in the elite eight um and then i have virginia against Auburn, like you, Michael. I, I like the way Auburn's playing. Jared Harper, point guard there. He's he's crazy good. So, and then in my title game, I got Michigan State uh, to beat Virginia for the title. So, we think alike, Mike. All right. Wow. Very good. All right. So I'm going. Uh, I, unfortunately, I'm going with Duke against Michigan. I I just Beeline in March is becoming kind of like Izzo in March. He's he's a he's a stud there. Yeah. So I got Duke and Michigan and then on the other side I got Tennessee and Kentucky and that I mean each time those guys have lined up especially in the SEC championship or SEC tournament it was a great game. Um I would love to see another Tennessee Kentucky matchup in the final four. I actually took Kentucky because I just think that they've improved so much throughout the course of the year. Um just kind of a coin flip there. So I've got Duke and Kentucky playing each other. And just for the sake of not picking Duke, I I, I have Calipari's Wildcats taking down Duke. Wow. Bouncing All back right. from that, that 40 point beat down to open the year. I like it. Yeah. They, they can bookend this. They bookend the season flip flopping. So That'd be crazy. I think, <laughs> I think, I think CBS and Turner would, would just like cry tears of joy if they got that matchup. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Jim, is there a team that uh, in filling out your bracket that maybe if if they were in a different region or or things shook out differently, you really wanted to pick? You thought going in, I want to pick them to go to the Final Four, but you just weren't able to? Uh, yeah, I, it's a great question, actually. I think if you had put Tennessee as the two seed in Duke's region, and I know that's what Jay Billis wanted, uh, I would have probably taken them over Duke to get to the Final Four. I just think they have enough experience and athletes you can throw Schofield or Grant Williams on Zion to at least hopefully negate him somewhat I would have gone with them but I have a little less faith 
in this Michigan State team. I've been down on the Big Ten all year, and I've been repeatedly proven wrong. So just wait for this take to not age well. But uh, <laughs> I, I think I think Tennessee would have been the one that were they not with Virginia, I'd probably have them in the Final Four. All right. Um, well, before we let you go, I want to give you a chance to uh, tell everyone what's what's going on over at Three Man Weave and and where everyone can find it. Oh yeah, great plugs. Okay. I, I probably should have put a list together here, but so tonight <laughs> tonight is Monday. We have been writing all day. We've got our our first four previews up. Um, I actually took took off of work to write. That's how that's how much of a lunatic I am. Wow, wow, that's awesome. <laughs> But so yeah, we've got our first four previews up for Tuesday night and Wednesday night. We will have full written region breakdowns uh, coming on hopefully all on Tuesday. Maybe one or two will get stretched out to Wednesday morning, but enough time to get uh, let people read them and hopefully use them if they want for their picks. And it's mostly like game matchup analysis, not not so much like picking the final four, but we will do that as well probably on Twitter. Uh, and then tomorrow night we'll record our big long first round breakdown podcast where we'll do picks. We'll pick every game, spread over under, uh, just in case people prefer the audio medium to the written medium, which I know many do. Yeah. So yeah, a lot of a lot of writing, a lot of podcasting, uh, and hopefully people will enjoy it. That's and you can find that at our website. It's three the word spelled out three man weave dot com. Our branding is atrocious. Our marketing team has all been fired, uh, <laughs> and it's called it's called Three Man Weave. Uh, what what reason do you guys say on your podcast? Uh, I feel like I'm going to get this wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I'm quizzing you on your own podcast because you're three men who wear weaves, right? Oh yeah, we all have weaves, and we love college basketball. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Perfect. All right. Well, we encourage everyone to 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 check that out. You guys have an awesome podcast, so we appreciate you coming on here and uh you know helping out some non-experts no it's good i I think you guys are doing something similar in college football to what we're trying to do in college basketball and uh it's pretty cool to have that connection and hopefully uh we'll all keep growing awesome uh ryan trey you have you have grades for jim we promised we'd give him a grade well man oh god yeah well that was pretty darn good he's his knowledge of college basketball is like I mean, I think it's even superior to us in college football. I mean, I've listened to those guys. Oh, and no doubt about like, it. <laughs> it's probably not even close. I mean, those guys know so much. I hear them talking. And it's like, how do you know that? Like, who even pays attention to that many games? And who knows all these coaches? It's incredible. So I give him an A plus. He's uh, he does a fantastic job. Well, thank you. It will su- it will surprise no one to know that I do not have a girlfriend. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I respect that. You know, our priorities sometimes get out, get get a little jaded. We we pick sports over over life sometimes, and but uh, but no, I I'm doing the same. I'm echoing Ryan's sentiments. The A just because you know I'm just tired of. I've gotten so. I just don't even watch the the talking heads on ESPN and 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 even like CBS Sports. I mean, I enjoy them. I watch them, but. But I don't really take much value in what they say. And after listening to you guys' podcast, it's it's clear that you guys obviously know what you're speaking about. So I li- I prefer listening to to kind of you you as the talking heads as opposed to the uh, the ones on TV. Yeah, for I, sure. I I appreciate that. I like I think they have their place. Like obviously, I can't get you insider recruiting news or coaching scoops or stuff like that. But if you want if you want to talk games and teams on the court, I I, I think I can stand up to a lot of those guys as much as possible no doubt no doubt all right jim thanks again and uh yeah we'll be listening yeah appreciate you guys having me on thanks a lot
All right. Thanks, Jim. All right. Thanks again to to Jim Root for that that great interview. Guys, I think we uh, might have left Jim with a big head there at the end of the interview. Yeah, he's feeling pretty darn good about himself, isn't he? <laughs> we, were, we were so complimentary. If we could only give each other those compliments. You're a great podcast host, Michael. I mean, it's fantastic work you do. Oh, wow. Thank you. I wasn't even fishing, but I appreciate that. <laughs> no, it sounds like you were. Yeah, sounds- <laughs> Maybe I was. Maybe I was. Yeah. Uh, no, but it's well-deserved. Uh, I thought that was great perspective from him. Uh, but we have a few things to clean up. We've got some uh, some some even more best bets to give you guys. So, uh, Ryan, why don't you give us get us started with one of yours? Okay, one of mine. All right, sure. Uh, well, we already kind of mentioned a little bit here, but you know, I'm gonna. I like Michigan to win the West region. Um, they're currently getting about three to one odds right now. They're the two seed in that region, and that's the the the, the region with Gonzaga as the one. And, you know, as we saw kind of last week, uh, Gonzaga. I mean, they got smoked by St. Mary's. They really slowed them down. So if St. Mary's can do it. I think Beeline and Company is uh, well certainly capable of that. So I think you. I'm I'm taking the Maize and Blue there. I think that's a solid bet. Okay. One of mine is going to be Virginia six and a half to one to win the national title. Um, oh, wow. They're, I mean, they're the highest in most of the power ratings. Um, they're on a redemption tour as, as Jim had indicated. And, and in this, in this particular season, they were in every single game. They, and, and so they're, uh, I think they're on a, they're on a mission this year. So I think six and a half to one's decent odds. All right, you kind of stole mine, Trey, because my my first best bet is also Virginia. I'm taking them. I'm a little more risk averse, I guess, than you. I'm taking them plus one forty five just to win the South region. Okay. I think some people, yeah, might be shying away because because of what happened last year. But like we said in the interview, I mean, they're I think one of the highest rated teams in Ken Palm history. So hard not to go with that. Yeah, definitely. All right, Ryan, you got a you got another best bet for us? I do. I I have a second best bet here. Um, it involves the other Michigan school that I like, uh, Michigan State. I'm I'm taking them to win it all, so I'm betting them at fourteen. Yeah, fourteen to one odds. I mean, you need a great point guard. I feel like to to win it all in March, and Sparty certainly has that with Cassius Winston. He he's an absolute stud, been playing great. And they're 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 getting hot at the right time. They won the Big Ten tournament and the Big Ten regular season. So I don't see why Sparty can't do it. I'm I'm taking them. Yeah, maybe their injuries will catch up, but but no, they're they're on fire now. Yeah, Aaron's and Langford yeah, and desert. it's Tom Izzo Tom Izzo, so yeah. Uh I'm actually gonna go with uh, a first round game. I'm looking at St. Mary's plus five and a half against Villanova. I like it. So I like that one. When you look at Ken Palm, Villanova's just barely rated ahead. You know, and and I think this spread might be slightly inflated because Nova is the defending national champs and they were in the Big East versus the West Coast Conference, but I wasn't all that impressed with the Big East this year. Not their maybe their greatest year and definitely not Villanova's greatest year, which we're accustomed to seeing. And we we just talked about, Ryan, you mentioned St. Mary's just whipped up the Zag, so they're they're playing with some confidence. And th- there's some history to this. Randy Bennett beat Jay Wright and Villanova a few years back to go to the Sweet 16 as a, they were a 10 seed, upset the two seed Villanova with Omar Samhan. Oh, uh, yeah. If you remember, if you remember him. <laughs> Big guy. So uh, I'm going to take the points in that first matchup with Villanova. Was it, is it Sam Ham or San Ham? Sam Han. Sam Han. Okay. Wow. 
That's Omar. He was fun to watch. I remember that. Yeah, he, that was those were fun times for St. Mary's B-ball. Uh, okay, my my second and final best bet is. I told myself I was just going to copy whatever Jim Root, Jim Root's best bet was. So I'm just going to go. I'll go with the trifecta on Northeastern. Sounds pretty good to me. Yeah, I like Northeastern. Yeah. Why not? Why not? The home of uh, J.J. Berea, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, wow. I didn't realize that. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Here, that's deep. <laughs> I would have thought he didn't go to college. He was just an international player. Because but... he's from Puerto Rico. But Ryan just pulling out the knowledge left and right. Wow, we got a JJ Berea uh, fan club hey, here. Know. Uh, okay, uh, let's see. I guess this is our final question because we already gave our our final four and championship picks. Yeah. Uh, so the last question is: Who is your sleeper, a double digit seed, to go to the Elite Eight? I'll let you go first, Trey. So, I think the common pick here is going to be Oregon. They're they're playing with fire. They're playing they're playing with the chip on their shoulder. Dana Altman's great coach. Um, he's found a way to, to lessen the blow of, of losing bull bull. So I'm going to say the ducks have a good shot. Yeah. Yeah. They, they definitely do. Um, I kind of like another team in that, that same area there. They could end up meeting in the second round and Jim kind of mentioned them. We, we talked about them. UC Irvine, um, has nothing to do with the fact that I lived in Irvine for a few years. Uh, but you know, they, they got a great team. Uh, they're playing Kansas State, who's a little shorthanded, possibly without Dean Wade. Uh, and then, if, so if they beat them, they could get by. I think they have a great chance. They got great defense. They got some talent. I, I don't see why they, they they have a shot. All right, that's that's a gutsy pick to go to the Elite Eight. I'm going. Uh, I'm going to take an 11 seed. They're in the first four, and it's Belmont. So first, they they're matching up against Temple, right? So they got to beat Temple, but they are favored in that game. Yeah. Um, and the reason I'm picking them is I feel like to pick a lower seed to to make a deep run, you got to have a high variance team. And Belmont's 15th in the country in three pointers attempted. So if they just get hot from three, then, you know, they could right. make a run. Right. And, you know, if, if they potentially, I think in the second round, match up against an LSU team, team without their head coach, maybe they, they can be had. Yeah, that, absolutely. That, that's a decent pick. I like it. All right. Well. That does it. That does it. You guys have any thoughts on the NIT? We didn't talk about that. Well, I mean, my Creighton Blue Jays are there, so two seed holding, hosting the uh, last year's darling, Loyola Chicago. That's going to be an interesting game. Yeah. Well, all our teams are there pretty much. Nebraska's yeah. there, right? Well, not USC. Sorry, Mike. Oh, that's... They didn't even... Yeah. <laughs> they're not in <laughs> any postseason. Hey, they got like the number two recruiting class next year, so watch out. I hope they turn it around. Yeah. All right. Well, there's our NAT thoughts. That was great. That was wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> um, thanks for listening to the College Basketball Bros podcast. Thanks again to Jim Root of the Three Man Weave for joining us. Encourage you all to go check out 3-man-weave.com. And uh, enjoy the first weekend of the tournament. We will be back next week as the College Football Bros. You've been listening to the College Football Bros. If you have any questions for the next podcast... Email them to collegefootballbros at gmail.com. To keep up with the brothers on social media, like them on Facebook at College Football Bros, follow them on Instagram at College Football Bros, and for their commentary on Saturdays, follow them on Twitter at CFB Bros. Thanks for listening.